Thank you so much. I'm gonna uh play your song just for a second here. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> we gonna play it here, and then uh we gonna talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. Loud and clear. Thank you so much. Hey, my um, IG family, friend. You just getting up alone in my bed. I don't like the way I'm sitting here. I could really use some healing. And I know that we are breaking up. Is it too late to talk about? I think I made a bad decision. I was wrong. Take me out of here. If I change, can I become? Well, right? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay. Can you see me? I see your beautiful face. Thank you. Thank you. You too. All right, guys. Welcome to another special episode of the Candy Show. I'm your host, Candy. Guys, we are not going to delay this interview any longer. I want you guys to welcome. Now, she's in Atlanta, Georgia right now, but she is Indianapolis native, Indiana, hometown, R&B, performer, singer, writer, dancer, hey. and so much more, guys. I want you to welcome my my girl, Miss Shannon How. Hey. I know. I literally have not seen your face since New Year's Eve of 2020. Right. That's true. This Dang. New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got a lot of things to catch up on. We're not going to delay this because this mm-hmm. is going to be a special. This is going to be a special interview. So let's give a little bit of background. So for he, those he who don't know here, um, our producer is on here too. Okay, shout him out. Go ahead, please. Let him let him know. Kelly Sound Resort Studios too. He just joined in not too long ago. He's the producer of my whole project, so he's on here. Hey, DK. Hey, DK. So, guys, just for those who don't know background, I met Shannon back late nineteen ninety nine. We were in a talent mm-hmm. show. She yeah. was singing. I was dancing. Then about a year or so later, we met up again. And she was getting ready to do a performance. She said, hey, I need some dancers. Do you still dance? I was like, yeah, no, but I can get you some dancers. Uh-huh. And then for that show, I remember the one song, besides the songs that you were singing at the time, which were your songs, the one song that I remember you by was Yolanda Adams, Open, Open My Heart. My heart. Yes. Yes. And uh-huh. whew, from that day on, I knew that God had anointed you with a special gift, and I knew that oh. you were going to make it, because you know that's my favorite song. I know. Thank you. That's so sweet. You Thank are welcome. You. you are welcome. Tell us a little bit about what's going on now. I know that, let's, let's go ahead and start off with some real news, some real serious news that you end up having COVID. Let's talk about yeah, that. I did. I did. I had COVID. Um, it was horrible, awful, and um, I was being super careful, and I still got it. Um, you know, so it is. You know, I'm. That's why I'm not really out and about doing stuff for my project. And you know, people ask me, "Why are you releasing the project in a pandemic?" This, that, or the other. I said, "Cause it's perfect timing." I mean. I know this is a time like I know this was the perfect time to do it because everybody is at home. Everybody is on their social media, listening to music, wanting some entertainment, something a little different than what's out now, a little something grown and sexy. And so I figured it would be the perfect time to do it. So 
Um, I have, I've been sick twice this year, actually, and it was all in the midst of me trying to put my project together. And, you know, I just kept having all these obstacles, but here we are today. Love Train, the album, streaming on, everywhere man. around the world, around the world. Come on, I'm man. I'm getting some really good, really good feedback. Uh, people are actually really downloading and streaming this song like I can't believe it. Wait, I can believe it because I just felt it in my spirit. Like the whole time we were recording the project, I just kept telling DK, DK, this is going to change our lives for the good. I'm telling you. You could ask them, like, I said, I, this is going to change our lives for the good. I know it is. And so here we are today. Well, <laughs> we're going to go back mm -hmm. a little bit because it was a journey for you. So when oh, we met, sure. mm -hmm. when we when we met, we pretty much locked and we've been locked and loaded ever since then. Mm -hmm. And we wore out the city. You put out yes. your first project with some help of some Indianapolis locals here as well. And yeah. um, we hit my every, green team. Yes, yes. We hit every pretty much every venue that you can perform here in Indianapolis. We hit it up. We went out of town to Philly. We went other places. Um, uh, we were in uh, northern part of uh, Indiana, Illinois. I mean, we were everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Me. So the Dream Team, my first project, Wait On Me, um, it was me, Shorty Shortcut, Brian Coyle, um, Slick23. Slick has gone on to do major things now. Um Candy and Lucky. Um, Lucky the promo king. <laughs> Even back then, Lucky was shaking and moving like he was so important back then too. But I was blessed enough to have you guys, Shorty and I, we created some great music. Even back then, like I can listen to the music now and still get the same feeling, you know. And so I think we did something in Indianapolis that no other female artists had ever done as far as getting on the radio and getting the notoriety that um, I did back then. Shorty and I, we were performing everywhere for everything. I mean, we ran out of stuff to do. It became too small, you know, so that's why we started branching out and going places. Um, but I remember the first time hearing Wait On Me on the radio and like literally me and Shorty was at his house and we were like, we should just take this up to rec one. And uh, I was like, let's go. And we literally drove up to the radio station, hot 96.3, put it in rec, in rec one's mailboxes. At the time you could just like slide CDs and stuff in mailboxes. And uh, we slid it in uh, rec one's mailbox and he called us. He called us. And, you know, I grew up in Indiana my whole life. I'd never once heard a female local artist on the radio, especially not on a station like 96.3. And he had me come in and do an interview and he played some more of my songs. And then the song started being in rotation and the DJs are playing. I mean, it was like crazy. After experiencing that, there was no way I was turning back from music at that point. Like, I was gone at that point. Like, that's why, how many years later, I'm still here. Like, it was no way. Well, when mm -hmm. God puts a gift in you, mm -hmm. it doesn't leave you. And you specifically have to discover that. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. right there in front of your face, and sometimes you have to just take a hold of it and accept it. Right. Accept it. That's, that's true. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And so what mm -hmm. we were doing back then, like you said, we were hitting everywhere we could do. We also shared stages. Uh, yes. Besides the fact that you weren't actually singing, we were doing our background dancing for different, <laughs> for different people. You know, Look, I can't was, dance no more, but we was getting it back then. <laughs> girl, that's all right. That's all right. You know, girl. Shoot, I ain't even gonna lie. I can't get some of them steps either myself. <laughs> So it was like we stuck together like glue because, like I said, mm -hmm. once I heard you sing, I knew that 
you were going to do something with your gift. And mm-hmm. we wrapped this city so much, like you said, it was pretty much time to branch out. Now, yeah. you mm-hmm. also allowed me a few years ago to do my first and so far the only documentary on you and your personal life. And, and you took us yeah. back to where it all started. Mm-hmm. And that to me was a humbling experience because all those years that I was with you and doing things with you, I honestly really didn't know you. I didn't know mm-hmm. the love, the, the depthness of how much your family supports you. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. have a show, they do what? They come out, they pack the place, and it's sold sure out. <laughs> they sure do. They support me 100%. Um, I am truly, truly blessed. Like, I could have been a tragedy, you know, because, you know, I was a teen mom, and I'm not, I'm very vocal about that. Like, I was a teen mother, and, um, you know, so life was hard, but my family supported me. Um, me having a baby as a teenager was a decision that I made, you know, the choices that I made to move home, move away from home when I was 17 and, you know, all the things I did, they were all my choices. It, it had nothing to do with my mother, had nothing to do with anybody. It was just me trying to be grown and trying to find myself and, you know, a, a little bit of fear, you know, well, a lot of bit of fear, but I was just so determined, like, I was just so determined. So I I, I had to fight, you know, back then. And so it, I don't even know why I just brought that up. <laughs> why did I just bring that up? Why did but, I bring up that? But because when we're at a certain age, um, honestly, we think our stuff doesn't stink. And so we're in control of our lives. And so those things, those choices that we make, you know, we 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 assume that they're the best decision at those times. And let's be honest, when we are (laughs) when people live long enough to be where we're at. And you look mm-hmm. back on your past and you're like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just bringing me through those pl- those times because woo, it's made you, it's made me, and it's made a lot of us the people that we are today. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know? Yeah, and you know, I think back to, like, throughout my career because, you know, I left Indianapolis in 04 and moved to Atlanta in pursuit of my singing career. And I just, you know, I... I dealt with a bunch of different producers and stuff and, you know, kind of started getting my feet wet in Atlanta, hanging around big time producers and stuff, you know, and I just didn't want to sell myself short. I didn't want to be screwing people to get on this, that, or the other, you know, I think I was in one relationship one time with a producer that I work with, but that was like a full on relationship, you know, before we even started doing music. But I vowed to myself that I would never sleep with somebody to get anything. My talent was going to solely get me to where I needed to be. And um, that's what I've lived off on. Like, I won't wager that at all. Because I probably could have been on, to be honest. You know, I could have been on, unfortunately, being a Black girl. And then not just being a Black girl, but a Black girl like me. You know, I, I... typically don't fit the mold of the typical black girl that's trying to pursue singing, you know? Um, and that caused a lot of anxiety and insecurities and things like that. Um, again, I, I put this all on myself. Um, and I wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? If I wasn't mentally in the headspace that I'm at right now, back then had I made it, this wouldn't work for me. It wouldn't work because I wouldn't be able to take people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everything would be a dagger. It would hurt me, you know? And now people can say what they want about me. I don't even, listen, <laughs> I'm not letting the devil win. I am so happy right now. Um, and I want to tell people my story because at my age and how long I've been doing music, I'm still pursuing it. And I and, and never gave up. So I, I want people to know my story. That's why I want to do the interviews, not just to get the music out, well, primarily, but I want people to know my story. 
And, 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 and that's pretty much the journey that I'm on now. And then when you also came back, because it's been a while since you've been back here, too, to perform. When mm -hmm. you were performing, not only were you singing your songs, but you were singing cover songs. And it took a you. Yeah. It was a huge gap. Mm -hmm. I, what, when was the last time you performed here? Do you remember? Sheesh. I don't even know. It's been a few years ago. I mean, I think my hair was like natural <laughs> and blonde back then when the last time I performed there. So... It's been quite some it's years, a, at least over five years. Year. Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Yeah, it's been that long. And uh, four or five years ago, it performed at the, um, girl, what was I about to say? The Crow's Nest. The Grand. Uh, the Grand. The Grand. The Grand. That was the last the place. Because you, you, yeah, you still performed a few other places when you were here when you were here um, a couple of times, mm -hmm. but that was the last yeah. time you were here. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I have to say um, those who do know me, they know from the time that we got together, I've always went hard for you. And you know, I'm about to start crying, but um, you know, I'm going to try not to, <laughs> don't do it. I'm going to try not to, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I've always went hard. I've always supported mm -hmm. you, you know, everywhere I went, I'm always shinning, shinning, shinning. And, you know, I have to be honest, there were some times where I, clearly I didn't agree with some of the things, some of your choices, but I had to realize, you know what, this is your life. You know um, what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you transitioning when you left here from Indianapolis, I was like, oh my gosh, what the freak am I going to do? Because <laughs> I spent a lot of time and not just time, but it was time, emotional time, getting to know you, working mm -hmm. with you, helping mm -hmm. you, promote you, and we just developed that type of relationship. So when you decided to take that leap to continue to pursue your career and live, live, leave Indianapolis, which, you know, we all know, and I've said it before, it's very hard to make it here. Um, sure. mm -hmm. so you had to make that choice to leave and mm -hmm. it stung a lot. So I knew that, mm -hmm. okay, well, okay, <laughs> what am I going to do? I can still support mm -hmm. you from afar. Yeah. And you did. So, and it was hard. It was a hard decision to make, you know, I, once I made my mind up that I was going to leave, um, I was just completely focused on that, you know, like I have to leave. And it was like, I was, I felt smothered. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I felt I, like I was going, I felt like I, my music was going to die. That part of me was going to die had I stayed in Indy. And it, it meant so much to me to pursue this 100%. But I knew I had to sacrifice something. Mm -hmm. I sacrificed my family. I sacrificed you, you know, um, a lot my kids you know sacrificing moving them away from family so you know I had to make that sacrifice in order to go to the next level and there was a lot of things that I needed to learn musically vocally that I would have never been exposed to in Indiana and um, the people that I've met and the things that I've done, you know, I've worked on a lot of projects for major artists and stuff like that. And no, I don't have a lot to show for it. I got a bunch of CDs of me, you know, studio work, but it helped me grow vocally. It helped me polish what I do in the studio, you know. But the sacrifice, I was willing to make that sacrifice to leave you, to leave my family, for, I felt like it would be a short period of time. I felt like I was going to move to Atlanta. I was going to make it. Then I was going to okay, okay, Donna, we're about to go on the road. Candy, we're about to go on the road. Get your stuff together, girl. We out. But <laughs> how many years later? That <laughs> It hasn't happened. But, you know, in time, listen, the road is still to come. I, I feel it. Like, I feel it. And I will never forget you. I'll never forget anybody that helped me. Like, I am loyal. If I'm nothing else, I'm loyal. So I'm still going to make that call one day. Hey, Candy, listen, quit your job, pack your stuff. <laughs> we about to go on tour in Africa, okay? Girl, I'm uh, there. I'm there. 
I'm there because you know Atlanta ain't nothing but an hour and a half plane ride. Right, (laughs) right. So you know, I knew I was sacrificing a lot leaving, but I felt like I had so much to gain, and I felt like I would die in Indy had I stayed there and not put 100% of my life into pursuing my singing career. I would have, so. But, you know. And you sacrificed and you went down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about the struggle. Because, once again, when I seen you the last time and we did that documentary, and, and, and I was trying to understand why. And you know I have said this to you, too. Mm-hmm. Why are most of your songs at a certain tempo? Because me being a dancer, I've always wanted some fast songs out of you, you know. Mm-hmm. But I honestly really didn't understand and this is, was, was my understanding from doing the documentary with you. And you said at your grandmother's house was where you learned how to love. Your, your, your name is love. And mm-hmm. oh, this is going straight to the project that you're talking about now, Love Train. There is, mm-hmm. you know, the, it describes love. So I always wanted to know why. And I felt like I knew it at that time. Now I understand because your makeup was nothing but, is nothing but love. Mm -hmm. You know? That's true. Mm -hmm. You know? And and when you said that, I love so hard, it's just like, oh, wow. (laughs) Which, again, I know takes us to love trains. That's correct. That's true. Um, Yeah, so, you know, one thing that has never wagered in my life is the the way that I love people, the way that I people have loved me. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm just this oh all around loving person. I never do anything wrong to hurt nobody. Ever. I mean, I'm sure I've hurt a few um, ninjas. I'm sure I have. <laughs> That's okay. You know, you hurt me too. I probably hurt you because you hurt me, but. Um, and I probably have hurt people. Um, but when I love you, like that's it. I love you. And I get that from my mother. I get it from my grandmothers, all of them. I've been fortunate enough to be able to experience all my grandmas, you know, all my grandmothers, my aunts, my uncles, I mean my cousins, you know, candy. I mean, I've just been fortunate enough to come from love. I came from love. And so a lot of my songs are geared around love because that's all I know, you know. So I do know how to party and stuff, but quiet is kept. I'm like a little, I'm like a little, well, I can't say his name. Never mind. I'm going to retract what I was going to say. I used to say I was like a female so-and-so from the Midwest. But, you know, I'm just kind of like a... I'm such a, uh, a intimate person. Like, you know, I'm intimate. When I'm in the studio recording, normally I'm in a room by myself. You know, like DK, like DK. He's in a room by himself. I'm in a room by myself. And... I love being in that little space by myself and I'm in there and sometimes I'll go live and when I, when my family and friends log on and they're like, Shannon, we love you. It just fires me. Uh, when people go in there and say, we love you, Shannon, this, that, or the other, I get so fired up. You can ask DK. I've been there. Like when he has to clean up the records, mm-hmm. like my vocal tracks, it's cause me moving around. Cause I'm so excited. <laughs> Because people telling me they love me. So it's like the love that I have for people, for life, um, for my family, for my friends, I, it does come across in my music. So I haven't traditionally made a lot of up-tempo songs because I just haven't been no up-tempo chick, you know? I haven't been. I try to make two of them, a couple of them on this project, though. Keep it you and mine. <laughs> well, then I'm going to talk to you, you about that. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so you brought up DK, producer. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and and you said a lot of things that were going on, a lot of the experiences that you experienced down in Atlanta, thinking you was gonna go down there and get it, get it popping, and uh-huh. it was just like, er, sorry, girl, no, yep. you you got to put your work in. That's right. Mm-hmm. And you circulated yourself through people who you thought were the best for you and your vision. Mm-hmm. And I do remember a time where it was it was almost a time where you didn't want to do it anymore. You, you you literally gave up. Yeah, I gave up. I was done. I mean, I was so tired of being disappointed. You know, like I couldn't figure out what it was about me that didn't want that people wouldn't go all the way with me. You know, I'm like, is it me? What is it? You know, like if I'm here at the studio, you know, because I've always worked a job. I never said forget everything. I focus 100% on music. I couldn't do that. I have two daughters that I had to raise, you know, and take care of. So I couldn't just say, forget work, forget this. I didn't have no man taking care of me, none of that. I had to work. So I would sometimes be in the studio three, four, five o'clock in the morning and get up and go to work the next day, you know, and have to be at work at 8.30. So that's been a majority of my life. So can you imagine the time that I spent away from my kids or you know, the kids been in the studio with me. My kids are literally studio kids. Um, but the obstacles that have been in my way, they they made me like, just say, forget it. And I just felt like I just wasn't good enough. I would never be good enough. And the reason that I thought that I would never be good enough is because other people just couldn't see in me what I saw in me, you know, they couldn't see in me. And um that feeling that I was never going to be good enough just kind of wiped me out. It took me out. Like, it literally did. It, it affected my voice. It affected my confidence. And there's been a couple of things. I've had people tell me that I'm never going to make it. Mm. I've had people tell me to my face, I'm never going to make it. And I'm like, well, why would you say that? Like, mm-hmm. who are you? You know? And so... With that, all of that negativity, you know, that's enough to drive somebody crazy, especially when I uprooted my whole life to move here in pursuit of something. I sacrificed watching my nieces and nephews grow up. I sacrificed being away from my closest friends, my family, you know what I'm saying? And for people to just keep closing doors on me, like to keep getting me to a point and then, nah, get me to a point. And then, uh-uh. Then you get me here. Then no. It's like, when it got here, I was done. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. Y'all not gonna keep messing with me. Like, you get you, you you bring me here, then you bring me here, then you get me all the way up here. Project done, ready to go. And now, I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. And so, people would tell me, you know, Shannon, you have such a beautiful voice. Shannon, you're so beautiful. Shannon, this, that, or the other. And I'd be looking at them like, stop lying. I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I stopped, I didn't believe it one bit. I didn't believe it. In Indiana, oh, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> but here, when people started, like, tearing me down, I started believing that stuff. I started believing I just wasn't good enough. I just, I was just never going to be pretty enough. I was never going to be vocally strong enough to be what the mode was at the time for a black girl in the R&B music world. Um, And yeah, so that's been my experience. I'm not saying that all of it's been bad. I've had good experiences too. Like I've had great experiences too. Um, But in the beginning and in towards the middle, that's what it was. When I gave up, it was because I just got so tired of being let down. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that part. And, and then <laughs> at some family. point, God said, "Girl, I put you in a position. I gave you this talent. It's not time mm-hmm. for you to stop yet." Tell us a little bit about because not only are you a singer, but you're also a songwriter. So you mm-hmm. also were pinning some other mm-hmm. artists as well as your project. Yeah, so you, you didn't stop. 
you were still going. But tell us how I'm did you get? Me. Tell us how did you get into? Um, how did DK come into play? DK and I met several years ago. Um, I was working with this rapper. His name is Io. Io was. Um, he had his own project, but at the same time, he managed a band, I believe, at the time. And he would, like, get shows and gigs. And eventually, um, I started singing for Io at his gigs and stuff. And then um, I started singing, you know, his hooks on his songs. And it led me to meeting a guy named Justice. Justice... Um, is a dear, dear close friend of mine's. Um, ever since we've met, we've just been friends. Um, but he started doing, he does poetry. He's in, he's from Africa and he does spoken word. And so after he heard me sing, he would ask me to come to the studio and record, you know, record stuff with his spoken word. And that's how I met BK going to the studio recording um, with Io and Justice. And um, that ha that went on for a few years. Like, DK and I were just cool. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I I'm a singer. Let's do some work together. Not at first. But it okay. became that. I think a few times me and DK just have sat down and just, like, really had a real conversation about um, my singing career and, at some point, DK started asking me to come and do stuff for artists that he would work with at his studio, um, like Faith Music, Robert Faith Music. Um, um, it, it was a bunch of people that he would have me come there and do music with. And then eventually he was like, what's up with your project? <laughs> and when I met DK, I was working with somebody else on a project, and then that fell through. So he was like, what's up with your project? And I was like, I, I don't know. Mm -mm. I, I don't want to do music no more. I just do this. I don't want to do it no more. That was like my letdown of this, of my life, that one. And um, so we recorded like a song or so. And then when I started working with DK, like recording my music, my own music. Um, so like Justice. Just is a very giving person. So I would do something with Justice. He would buy me a track. He would buy me a track and pay for my studio time. Now, I'm like, you know, I'll do it, even though my heart wasn't in it. But I did the tracks anyway. And then DK started recording me by myself without anybody else on the tracks. Wow. And so we began to work together. And it was a good, like, he, he could understand you know what I'm saying? Like my flow, my my voice, what type of plugins to use. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a really good experience for me because I've had bad experiences recording. Mm -hmm. And it was a good experience for me. So um we just started working together from then. And then one day I said, DK, I'm gonna do it. Let's do it. He he let me hear Love Train, the um the song Love Train. And I just started writing to it, and I'm like, love train. I, I thought about uh, confunction, confunction, you know? Doom, doom, doom. It sounds a little bit like their melody. The track does, but it's not. And so the whole time I was just thinking about it, mm, I really want to be with you. Dun, dun. So then I started writing a song, and I was like, I want to do an EP. It started out as an EP. And he's like, all right, let's do it. I said, but it's exclusive. I'm talking about you, the producer. I'm the singer. Nobody else. I'm talking about I don't want nobody else in the studio putting their input in. None of that, you know. And he was like, all right, let's do it. I I'm willing to do it. And that song turned into another song, then turned into another song. And then now we got a whole album. Shout him out again. Go ahead and tell everybody, just for those who are just Dwayne, listening. The Wayne DK Kelly, uh, Sound Resort Studios, Sound Resort Studio 2. Um, that's my producer. He did my whole project. He did the mixing. He recorded me. He did the tracks. 
He put up with my complaining. He took time away from his family, everything to get this work done. So we listen, we out here. Like our lives are gonna change because of this. And and I have the deepest gratitude for him and his family, you know, for um, you know, for him taking the time to invest in my what I saw when I heard that track, what I saw coming. And so DK, that's my homie. He's like my brother. And you know, I had the pleasure when I came down there to visit you one time. Literally got off the plane. The first place we went was the studio because you came to get me. Oh, you left the studio. Right. Yes, mm -hmm. you left the studio to come and get me. And we went back to the studio. And I mm -hmm. was like, and then this, this is going to, I was like, and I, if I don't, I don't recall really being in the studio with you before, but I'm not for sure. But just that one time, because you know your stuff, you know, you're an artist, you're a performer, you know, you're seasoned, you know exactly what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And you're very, very um, conscious about what you put out. And literally just that one time, I was just like, and it, okay, it sounded good to me, but it didn't sound good to you. And he was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we were in, I know at least in the studio for about an hour, if not mm -hmm. a little more, just on that little course piece itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the purpose of saying that is that a lot of people just think that being an artist is easy. You just go in and, and a lot of times they don't give the producers or the sound engineers credit because technically you can also take that credit as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, yeah. I mean the, the engineer is the most important part. Sometimes the engineer is more important than the singer. You know what I'm saying? As far as the sound itself, because Without a good engineer, you, your pro, your project is going to be whack because it ain't going to sound good, you know. Um, me and DK argue about stuff. Well, DK don't argue, and I don't argue with him, but he has a shutdown spirit. <laughs> so, <laughs> got a shutdown spirit. <laughs> and I know he be turning off that mic and probably cussing me out, but... So I'd be like, nope, I want to do it again. This is one more time. Okay, this is it. Just one more time. Get Play that back one more time. And he, I know he's in there cussing me out on that other end. Like I said, we, the majority of the time when we're recording, we are in two different rooms. The only time that me and DK, like, really are in the same room together is when it's time to be done for the night and I go in there and hear it. He on here <laughs> laughing. Yeah. So that must mean he is cussing me out. With the speaker off in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's I hard. It. It's hard. <laughs> and you know what? I could be. I know a lot of singers nowadays. They they do the dumbed down version. I'm not even going to say dumbed down because a lot of it sounds great. It sounds amazing. I've just been trained a certain kind of way to record music. So I just haven't got that out. Now, I try to keep up with these younger people and what they're doing and stuff as far as their technique. Um, but I've just been trained to record music a certain way. There probably is an easier way to lay down vocals and not having to stack tracks four times instead of the other. But I just want a particular sound for me. I could, I could, let them do him and have me sounding like everybody else. But I just have a certain sound that I want from me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I don't want to sound like everybody else. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't want my music to sound like a repeat record on any platform. I want it to sound like, okay, Shannon Howe did that song. Oh, Shannon definitely did them backgrounds on that song. You could tell. Oh, yeah, you could tell Shannon Howe wrote that. Like Girl, I, love, I, I love your harmony. I love your harmony. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's, Thank let's, you. Now let's go ahead and get into Love Train. You originally had a set date of last year. Let's let's talk about that because you, mm -hmm. you had to set that date a couple of times. So you were getting mm -hmm. ready to release it in January of 2020. Mm -hmm. t t tell us what happened with that. 
Um, January of 2020. Because you were going to California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were going to California. I did go to California anyway. Um, Kobe Bryant died. <laughs> uh, we started getting news about COVID a little bit. But um, a bunch of stuff just kept happening to me financially. And um, I wanted certain things to happen when I did release it. And I just didn't have the money, you know, like I didn't have the money. And I wanted the music to sound a certain way. I wanted just so many things that I wanted that I just didn't have the money to accomplish that at the time. And so as the year progressed, and then too, you know, in twenty in twenty nineteen, my dad passed away. So January twenty twenty, I wasn't in the right head space to be trying to release no music. I just wasn't, you know. And so I was probably making more excuses than what than than what was necessary, um, because I wasn't in the right head space. I wasn't myself. I was going through a lot of things, um, you know. And emotionally about him passing and then all the stuff that was going on in the world, then my finances. So I was like, no. Mm-mm. And then you pushed it mm-hmm. out to March. It was a, your and date was specific. I got sick in March. March. I was going to do March the 17th because of 317, which is where I'm from. That town. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that got pushed back because of COVID. Um, what else? Then I got sick. I was off work March, April, May. I went back to work in June. And it was scary outside. <laughs> I wouldn't even go to the studio to finish up nothing. I was too scared. Um, then I kind of let my guard down in September. And what happened in September? I'm the only person alive that got COVID again. <laughs> I'm sorry. That ain't funny. It's just how you say it. <laughs> I'm the only person that got COVID twice. Test positive. <laughs> only person walking around. Um, so, yeah, I got COVID again in September when I started going back to the studio. So, that put a pause on everything. I was like, you know why this is happening to me? Because I was really getting ready to release this. You know, I have a, I have a way of sab- like sabotaging things. Like, oh, oh, this is why I got COVID, COVID again, because whatever the spirit is around me don't want me to be happy. It don't want me to release my music. So, oh, okay. So I'm the only person to ever live in that got COVID twice because I was getting ready to release my music. Thanks. You know, and so... December came about. DK was like, "What's up? What are you gonna do?" <laughs> I know he was like, "Be listen. All these hours I've been put into this music. You gonna do something with this music? And what are you gonna do?" And so I, um, I was like, "Let's just meet up. Let's just meet up." I went in there, started listening to what he had been mixing the music and stuff. I'm like. Hold it, wait, wait, hold on. We got, this is, we got a lot of music. We got a lot of music. And then I decided, let's just do an album. You know, we had too much that we wanted to put on. So it was too much for an out for an EP. Then we said, okay, let's do an LP. Too much music for an LP. So we did the album and, and that, that led us to Love Train. And it sounds like this is all independent, correct? It's all independent. I did create a, a record label called Blue Skies Entertainment. Okay. So is this project underneath that? It's under Blue Skies Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. What we're going to do, first of all, I want you to let them, let everybody know how they can reach you, book you. Well, well you, you know, as best as you can. <laughs> during this time but tell everybody how they can reach you find all your music and um mm-hmm. i'm gonna get this music queued up okay okay so hey y'all thank you for tuning in listening to us uh talk about my life in the music industry 
it ain't it's not a bunch you know i'm leaving out a lot um because i've actually had an amazing life to be honest with you i'm still having an amazing life in the music industry um but my social media is r&b shannon that's my instagram my twitter is shannon howell h-o-w-e-l-l um wait what's somebody say I listened to the album on the way home and you wonder why I let you write hold on my album. <laughs> that's from Faith Music Stokes. Oh, that's Faith Music. Okay. Thank you, bro. Yep, I did write on his album. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, go ahead and finish my, my, I have Shannon Howe fans on Facebook, R&B Shannon on Instagram, Shannon Howe on Twitter, Shannon Howe on SoundCloud. I am on every digital platform that there is. I think their um, title and YouTube is holding back a little as far as the days before they put it out there because I think they want to have more sales uh, for the music. So, but any platform, I mean, Amazon, yes, Apple yes. Music, mm -hmm. iTunes, Spotify. Uh, it's some stuff in other countries that um, has the music too. So I got nice. um, a bunch of stuff lined up, magazine interviews, people reaching out to me, um, wanting to do interviews and stuff like that. And so, yeah, that Love Train, the album by Shannon Howell, debut February 14th, is out now. It's doing really good because of people that have been supporting me and um yeah i will say this you know <laughs> i have a surprise for you you do oh my god i do i do let me but take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. here in indianapolis you know we we support you we go hard we go mm -hmm. hard for you in indianapolis and my city does what i did was is that the first thing i thought was about you know what? We need to get this in a mix. So I mm -hmm. reached out to DJ J Sullivan, formerly known as DJ Six Twenty. DJ yeah. Six Twenty. Yes, yes. So he's he's he got you. He's got your mix already ready for you. Oh my so, god! Are you for real? Yeah, I for real, girl. You know. Oh I my god! You. Listen, mm -hmm. listen. While you down there, girl. Listen, I already knew. I was like, let me just make these calls. Let me do X, Y, Z, because I still want you to succeed. You are succeeding. And whatever Thank I you. can do, you're welcome. Whatever I can do to help you, you know I got you. I got you. Because you know what? I, know. I, be I believe I know. in you. I know it. And I, I love you so much. And I, you know. <laughs> Girl, don't make me cry. Because you know I'm going to make me no. cry. Okay. All I got to do is pull these braids back right here to get the pain going and then make the tears go back. Okay. <laughs> Let's Ow. go ahead. Now, okay. now, one of the one. Now, I, I enjoyed the entire album, but I really enjoy the, the title song. I, I really enjoy it. So, you. Um, you guys, make sure you get Love Train. And um, we're going to play that song right now. Okay. Now I suggest don't sing to it because there's a delay. <laughs> I lie awake on a Sunday, just getting up and loading up and I don't like the way I'm feeling. I could really use some healing, and you know the way you're breaking up. Is it too late to talk about us? I made a bad decision. Oh! 
Okay, okay, okay. Love Train. Come on now. How many songs are on the album? There's, okay, so there's two remixes. So I have a song called He's a Winner on there. But I have a remix of He's a Winner with a female rapper called Miss Law. Oh, 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 we're about to do the video to that song. Okay. He's a Winner is going to be in a, vi a video because Miss Law, she's gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> and so when she did the record, I had never met her. Um, is somebody that DK put on the, you know, put on the record. And um, I, I listened to it and I'm like, she's amazing, you know. And I never saw her or anything because, you know, like I said, my focus was off because he's a winner. It's something that I have been working on for a while. And so she did the remix. Never seen her. I went and seen a picture of this woman. Gorgeous. I said, we got to do a video. <laughs> She's gorgeous. So I said, she ain't doing nothing but, you know, bringing my stock up and he's a winner. We make a really cute, sexy, beautiful video, paying homage to the men out here who's, you know what I'm saying, trying to make it, that it that are making it. Um, so that's the video. We're going to do Love Train video. Um, but I have a song on there called Never Too Busy. Never Too Busy was like one of the first songs me and DK did together. And um, it's a beautiful song. It's beautiful. So he redid it, and um, we have an unplugged version of Never Too Busy on there. So I have an interlude of, of me and all my cousins. So I was in Indiana visiting when I was just writing His Winter. I was like, I went over to my cousin's house and we were playing cards and stuff and drinking and stuff and having a good time. And I was like, can y'all listen to this song? It's a song I like. And I'm thinking about this concept, like he's a winner. You know, I'm just trying to figure it out. So I played it. And then my cousin Tammy, Tootie, Markeisha. I mean, it was a bunch of people over there and um, they just started talking and I was recording them the whole time. And did they know the it? Yeah. They, I don't know if they knew or not. I don't know. But I was recording because what they were saying, I'm like, you know, this is some information I can use to write the song. Again, you know, I'm not an up-tempo chick. So I needed some help with the up-tempo. <laughs> um, and then they started singing all this stuff. And so that part made it to the project, too. So the interlude is my cousin Tammy, my cousin Tootie, Markeisha. That's who you hear the most on an interlude. But it's so funny. Um, that's the good time that I always have with my family. You know, I'm always talking about my family. That's another one of our good times that we had together. And unfortunately, it made it to my project. So, but it's about 11 songs all together. That's including the interlude. And two of the songs are remixes. Now, one of them has a uh, the, the the Atlanta sound, a little bit of the auto tunes. Is that correct? Did I hear a little bit of auto tunes on there? Um, it's auto tunes on everything, girl. Really? Um, yes. I mean, that's that's the sound now. Like everybody has auto tune on their voice. They might not have as much of it here or as much of it there. You play with it when you put a lot on there. That's just to play with it. Some people need the auto-tune, but there is a vocal sound. Now, even though you don't want your music to sound like everybody else, there's still a quality of sounds that your voice has to have vocally. And unfortunately, you do have to fit in with the Joneses as it relates to the sound of your music and the vocals. Not the music itself, not the words, not how you're singing it, not even your delivery but the mix, you know what I mean? And so it's auto-tune on everything on there because that's just the sound now. Um, now you might not need a lot throughout. Like I didn't use a lot throughout, but it's a lot of auto-tune on there because that's just a new sound. Like when pe when any artist goes to the studio and record, auto-tune is definitely going to be a part of the recording process. Especially if it's still what's popping right now. 
You it's know. what's popping. Everybody, Beyonce, Fantasia, to me, I don't care. Uh, Charlie Wilson, anybody, they all use it now. So this is the so, new thing. Want to give a shout out to Lucky the Promo King and also 24-7 Magazine is in the house. Is in the house. Woo-woo. What's up, Uh-oh. Lucky? Okay. Now you touched a little bit about what you got. Mag. <laughs> Go ahead, say it again. I said, what's up, 24-7 magazine? <laughs> okay. Uh, DK said it's not heavy on the auto-tunes, though, so just want to let you guys know. Ah! <laughs> so, okay, you know, I cannot let you get away from here because I know you touched a little bit about what you guys got coming up. Uh-huh. You talked about how they can get in touch with you. Um, can I get a little bit of acapella? Because, uh-huh. you know... All right. Well, go ahead and let us know what you're going to throw a little acapella version out and you what got the floor. Am well, I going to sing with my own songs? Yes, please do. Please do okay. because we need to know that you know how to sing, right? Yeah, for sure. Dang, what am I going to say? <laughs> I always do this. Come know. on now. Give, give me love train because I, I, you know. Okay. Yes. I lie awake on a Sunday, just getting up alone in my bed. I don't like the way I'm feeling. I could really use some healing. And I know that we're breaking up. Is it too late to talk about us? Backgrounds. Baby, I admit that if by chance you let me just hold your hand, you can look in my eyes and see that I, I want you more and more. Sugar, that I really want to be with you all day, day. Love trains coming through. You don't need no, you don't need no ticket to ride. Hey, love train train is out. Go and get it. Shannon Howe, make sure again we let them know where they can find your project and shout out your producer again. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Dwayne DK Kelly and Sound Resort Studios 2, where I did all my whole album at. He did every track. Um, he even wrote on the on a few of the songs. I gotta say that. I mean, even though it's probably two seconds, but you know, I gotta say it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, DK. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um yeah, so shout out to DK. Like seriously, like real talk. I'm so appreciative of him believing in what we could accomplish and um it's happening it's happening bro like for real um again my facebook is shannon how fans my instagram is rnb like ready now boy rnb shannon um my twitter is shannon howell my spotify is shannon howell soundcloud shannon howell everything Shannon Howe. You can find Love Train, the album, on all digital platforms. Name one digital platform. Name one. Apple iTunes is there. Google Play is there. Um, what else? Amazon Music, there. It's some other ones, the little, the little acronyms and stuff. I don't even know them all because there's so <laughs> many. But they're there. And um, it's doing really good. And I'm just so happy and so excited. Just excited. I'm so happy. Well, you know, once again, I have to say I have waited for this day. And just even doing my makeup, which I try not to do too much today because I knew, listen, I was already crying doing my makeup then because I am so happy for you. And I know this is taking you a long time, but you have arrived. And you know it had to be on God's time. That that mm-hmm. that was it. It had to be mm-hmm. on His time. That's right. You know I I appreciate you for always being there, one hundred percent in my corner every time. No matter if I was making stupid decisions or not, you let me 
be a creative. You you were there no matter what. Um, if it was me, it was candy. So, you know, you've even opened some doors for me with some of the opportunities that I've had. And I just really appreciate, you know, like not a lot of people have a person like you in their corner. You know what I'm saying? So, like Whitney and Robin. <laughs> I mean, well, we're not, not like that. We're not like that. We're not like that. We definitely ain't like that. We definitely ain't like that. But what you know what I mean? Like somebody that had her back, like no matter what, that knew her, knew her insecurities, knew her life, things like that, and will take it to death. Like that's the relationship that we've had. And I just appreciate having you, even though we don't get to see each other that much anymore, but you know, things are changing. And I really believe like, like everything in me, everything in me is telling me that this project is definitely going to change me and DK's life. So with Come that on, speaking, speaking. Speaking. You be ready, girl, because when I make that call, Candy Talk Show gonna be on the road. <laughs> girl, listen, long as it's like I'm, I'm on the road. <laughs> girl, you know I am there for you. You know, I'll be I'll be your videographer. <laughs> you have I'll been be, whatever. <laughs> girl, look. You, you have been, been that. <laughs> look, being a videographer, personal manager, uh I'm booking girl, everything. <laughs> this is hilarious. But you know, whatever it is, like I said, once again, I will be there for you. I will be there for you and DK. Um, you know, and 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 just God is God is gonna make this. He's done it. He's already shown you. And girl, you know the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. I'm. I, I can't explain to you how I feel. I can't even explain it. Like I've put out other projects before, and it feels nothing like this. Like. I feel so free. Does that make sense? Like, yes. I feel so Be free. I what? feel free. And I don't care what anybody has to say about me, nobody's opinion about how I look, how my size, my hair, nothing. My voice, you know, I... I don't sound like other women and I've been ridiculed for that because I don't have the same type of voice that people have in mm. Georgia in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? But that's okay. I'm me and I am happy with that. And I'm finally at a place where I'm 100%, 100% ready for everything that is to come everything that I asked for, everything that was prophesied over me. This was, this was a prophecy. Someone, multiple people have said this to me and I believe in it and I believe it's coming to fruition right now, like in front of our eyes. Like when I said that our lives are going to change because of this, for the better, I really meant it and I believe it 100%. And the people that have helped me along the way as well. Uh, Lucky said uh, he wants your autograph. He, he what's up with the autograph though? He just said it twice. <laughs> Lucky said that. Yes, 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 girl. He said it, guys. I'm gonna let Shannon go. I know she's got other things she gotta do. I will say this. Once again, guys, make sure you follow, you book, you download Love Train, Love Train, and you know what? We're going to play the actual title song again, Love Train, on the way out. So, Shannon, thank you so much for your time. You thank know, you for are, having me. It's, it was welcome. so fun. It, it, it was like two good girlfriends catching up. Come on now. Come on. That's what it was. He, he said, my autograph. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys continue to support Shannon and you just never know what tomorrow's going to bring. You know what I mean? 2021. That's right, Red. That's right. We don't know what's going on with 2021, but some good things are coming.
period point blank period point blank guys make sure you download love train we're gonna get out of here we're gonna play that a little bit thank you for tuning in thank you candy for having me on shannon howell so welcome oh you know what i want to say this you are always welcome to come back on the candy show whenever you're ready Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm ready to debut my music videos, I gotta come back. Yeah. We didn't talk about the first that one music video. First video <laughs> in the letter. I know. I don't like the way I'm feeling. Bye. Bye. Bye.